Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Way of the High Priestess. In today's episode, we're going to be diving again back into the Become the High Priestess program. So you're getting a very sneak peek of one of our calls. And on this call, we are specifically talking about erotic energy and how to access it. Now, a little fun teaser here. There is so much to erotic energy beyond the act of sexuality, beyond sexual acts. And on this call, we're going to dive deep into that. We're going to talk about how to understand what turns us on, what turns us off, how to access the erotic in everyday life in order to enhance our ability to enjoy ourselves, enjoy our lives, and experience optimal amounts of pleasure. So I hope you enjoy and find this episode to be juicy, and I will see you inside. Let's talk a little more about eroticism. And I want to take a snippet of something that I learned from Esther Perel. A lot of you may have heard of her, studied her work. She's one of the world's foremost therapists when it comes to love relationships and sexuality. And I love her perspective on eroticism because that's what we're going to get into next. So here's what Esther Perel says on eroticism. Eroticism is sexuality transformed by our human imagination. It is the poetics of sex. In eroticism, it's about cultivating pleasure for its own sake. There's no purpose. There are no babies in eroticism. It is the plot that accompanies it that actually maintains the interest in it. Eroticism is ceremony, ritual, celebration. It's everything that amps up the excitement like fantasy. That's why it's the imagination. Typically, when we use the word fantasy, we think immediately about toys and plots and roles. And eroticism is really anything that heightens the quality of experience beyond the mere doing and getting it done. It is the daytime. It's the weather. It's the wind. It's the sun. It's the music. And it's the senses. It's everything that heightens the experience with detail. The pacing, the rhythm, all of that is part of the erotic is that like one, I have never thought of myself as a sensual and or erotic woman. Um, I was always the, I was in very much in my masculine energy growing up. And so I was always the overachiever and everything. And um, as, as Shia was sharing, I was like, you know what? I want both. Like, I don't want just one or the other. And I think I'm at my, a place in my life now where I'm like, 
no, I can be an erotic being. <laughs> but it was just as you were reading that quote, I was like, I've never really thought of myself as, you know, a sensual erotic woman. I was like, oh, that's always that girl, you know. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And it, it, it is fascinating to see how we can expand our perception of selves because I used to think of myself as like a wild sexual vixen. And that was the one way I saw myself in sexual relationships, the one who was in control, the one who dominates, the one who has, has you under her foot. And that's what allowed me to feel safe. And don't get me wrong. It totally turned me on. And it was just a limited part of who I was sexually, who I am sensually and emotionally. So to have that insight, Taylor, is beautiful because there is total possibility for you to be an erotic being. And just to underscore what Esther is saying here is the erotic is beyond the realm of the sensual, of the sexual. It includes the sexual. And I can drink this water erotically because when I drink it and when I choose to drink it in that way, I feel alive. I can choose to experience the sunshine erotically. I can choose to walk through the grocery store erotically. So I want to expand our definition of erotic to include anything that allows us to feel alive. Maybe it's when you're baking a pie and you do it erotically because you're so there and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to pour this coconut sugar right in and watch it drip down into the pie pan. You know, you can brush your teeth erotically. But as we create that possibility for ourselves, everything can become erotic. And it doesn't mean that we have to have sex. It doesn't mean another person has to be involved. It doesn't even mean sexual organs have to be involved. This, the purpose of where we're at right now, and Logan, I do see your hand, so I'll get to you in a sec, my dear. The purpose of where we're at right now is to bring aliveness back into our space as a possibility for a place that we can inhabit every single day, any moment that we choose to. You can work on a spreadsheet erotically. Be like, yeah, I love plugging that formula in. Like, you know, whatever floats your boat. So know that there's possibility for everything to create a sense of aliveness. And when we are in the place of aliveness, we naturally feel more turned on. We naturally have more sexual energy flowing. We naturally see opportunity for connection. That could be a romantic connection. It could be a business connection because we are, we are turned on, we're tuned in. So this goes beyond the realm of sexuality and sexual acts, although that is included in the erotic. And this is all about creating aliveness within us as a, a place that we can and get to live, that we are worthy of living in that place of deep pleasure and aliveness. Okay, Logan. Um, I just wanted to say that I feel like I show up very much the same as you do, Lee, or used to, in the sense where, like, I feel like I am showing up, like, way more sexual than, like, some of the people that I am, you know, having sex with, um, have a lot more, like, desire, have more fantasies, like, all of the things, 
Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, me like hyper masculine or if it is like, um, you know, it, it makes me like question myself a little bit. And then also I feel like, um, I show up for the people that I'm with. Like, I feel like I, I'm a nurse and I am working a service profession, like in that sense. And then I like go to the bedroom and I feel like it's the exact same thing. Like, I feel like I am providing like services to people, which, you know, whatever, but, um, And I don't feel like the same type of love in that sense, like reciprocated to me, like that same energy that's being matched. And sometimes that can be like a little bit frustrating. It just like makes me have a little bit of self-doubt sometimes. So I'm trying to just kind of get rid of that self-doubt and like love myself a little bit more. But I am ready to uh, attract somebody that's like on that same page as me. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, this this brings up a a fascinating place for introspection, which might be, you know, when you find yourself in those scenarios, what is it that you want? What do you crave? You know, what would just turn you on so much? Would it be for him to pick you up and throw you down and just pleasure you to no end? Like, these activities, ladies, are places for us to see like, okay, where do we feel really satisfied right now? Sexually, emotionally, sensually with ourselves and with others. Should we choose to engage with partners right now, whether it's a monogamous partner or not? And where, where do we see a gap? Is there a gap between the, you know, where we are and the kind of pleasure we want to be experiencing? Or is there a gap between how much we give and how much we receive. And would we like to be receiving in a different way? Would we like to be receiving different things? And, you know, would we like to be receiving compliments? So there's a space for all of that here. It sounds, Logan, like you would love to create a kind of scenario with someone where they're all about your pleasure and they want to give to you as much as you want to give to them. Amazing. So, If any of you are watching the recording, then you'll get a juicy little bonus here. We'll have a a chat. And we'll talk a little more about what can allow us to access erotic energy. So if you pause for a moment and you think about what turns you on, and let's just talk about what turn on means at all in the first place. So turn on and accessing erotic energy is a sense of feeling alive, literally like you're turning a light switch on. And it is this shift in energy that allows us to come back into presence, into aliveness. And most of us have a pretty good awareness of what allows us to feel turned on or what things we can do or not do to feel turned on. So I invite you to take a moment now to pause and just reflect on what allows you to feel turned on. Just taking a deep breath as you reflect on those things.
So some of the things that allow me to feel turned on are going slow, like slowing the pace down. And often I find what conflicts with that is this idea or this thought that I need to speed things up, that I have to go fast to get more done, to achieve, to cross everything off my list. And while racing to the finish line can sometimes feel invigorating and sometimes I feel quite turned on by that. What I often find is that I feel turned off. And when I say turned off, I feel turned off in my emotions. It's like I am so tunnel visioned that I don't have the same kind of access to emotions and physical sensation because I'm so in the doing, like the beelining it to the finish line. And, you know, having a sense of being able to do and achieve can be great, especially when we're at work, when we've got deadlines, when we're, you know, needing to get something done. And the big distinction here is being able to tell the difference when or between needing to get something done and meeting a deadline and when we can actually just rest and put everything aside. So go ahead and take a moment and pause and see if you can come up with a few things that turn you off or you turn yourself off when. So some of my examples are I turn myself off when I check emails and texts and messages first thing in the morning before I've had a chance to determine my own energy for the day. I turn myself off when when I engage in negative self-talk. I really turn myself off when I do that. I turn myself off when I judge myself, when I look in the mirror and I'm nitpicking at a blemish or cellulite or something like that. Um, I turn myself off when I try to do too much in my day and, you know, I love my ambition, but I turn myself off when I feel squeezed to the core. And so when I'm in turn off, I don't feel connected to my sexual and sensual energy. I feel rushed. I feel squeezed. I feel uh, suffocated. And conversely, I feel, you know, when I turn myself on, when I give myself space, when I let myself feel whatever is there without judgment, when I look at myself and I'm like, girl, you're beautiful no matter what, then I feel more connected to my emotions, to physical sensation, to pleasure, to turn on, to my sexual energy. And that's the place in which I feel most alive. So it's not wrong that I turn myself off sometimes, and it's not wrong that I sometimes feel disconnected. It's not wrong that I rush. And I just know from personal experience that I like the way turn on feels more than I like the way turn off feels. So knowing that and knowing what turns me on and turns me off, it makes sense that I would want to engage in things that turn me on more than things that turn me off. So just a way to get a sense for the kinds of things we want to engage in. 
and perhaps the kinds of things we don't want to engage in. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes. Thank you.